It's a Friday night, and I just realized I forgot to send out all of the marketing, all of the marketing and promotion tweets to let everybody know that we're live. Now, who the hell's going to know? Now, here's a crazy thing. I don't know. Maybe we'll be live on Twitch tonight. I, I apparently, I worked out Theta. I got that all worked out, but Twitch still says failed to connect. And uh, whereas I thought I was not connected last night, I got home and I saw that I was. And that people were watching on Twitch and everything was fine. So I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Nothing makes sense. But I'll just... Uh, yeah, I'm live now, says some people on on Twitch. So I'm taking your... I'm taking your, your word for it. I don't know why I'm, I'm having the, that error message on my end, but as long as people are watching, we're good. All across the board. So what are we doing tonight? At some point, Matt will be coming into the, uh, coming into the studio, and we'll be just chilling. I have a number of things I want to get around to. There's some fun stuff. Actually, most of it is fun. But then I woke up this morning. I said, okay, well, I, I've got to... Uh, I'm going to have to do a little bit of this Project Veritas meltdown. It's one thing to have this guy from Pfizer being exposed in his in his uh, grinder date, wherever the hell it was. But it's another thing to watch this meltdown, which is, um, wow. Wowie. So I wanted to watch that. I know that Matt, Matt would uh, enjoy that. So I'm going to save that for after the, the intro. But now we have the Pelosi tape some of the Pelosi footage from the uh, the night in question Hammergate so I'm going to play that and just to say that we did it and then I don't know I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take calls from people because you can talk about whatever you want that came up over the week over the, uh, the last couple of days alone uh, if anybody wants to go and and add some some thoughts and some anecdotes some personal stories to what Luann was telling us last night about her uh, about her her survival fetish. Thriving in survival situations that was the that was the theme for the last twenty minutes of the show last night. Really, really nice twist at the end for an already amazing show with Jay Dyer. But uh, tonight you can call in about that. You can call in about. Sounds from the past that you don't hear anymore. We did a little bit of that earlier on in the week. I think that was a that was a good one. I'd like to return to that. I still have some food, weird food combinations. I'll be sprinkling in there too, like a little garnish to the week. And um, that's really that's really it for the first half. In the second half, we're going to take like a 15 minute call, 15 20 minute call with I I, I don't with uh. 
Timothy Gordon in the second half. That's just like a almost like a, a New World Order roundup kind of thing there, too. That should be fun. Short segment, though. It's just all of a sudden all these things were happening. You want to know what else is happening right now with YouTube over the last couple of days? It's starting up dual streams. So after I, like I said, the audience was split between two YouTube streams last night. And it's happening again right now. There are two streams. And as soon as I'm done here, I'll have to delete one of them. Like it's just, you know, a tulpa or doppelganger or something. Is, it's just ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. I don't know. So, at least everybody's watching, right? Um, so that's what we have. We're going to do a little bit of headlines, a little bit of calls, a little bit of... Nostalgia, weird food shit. Matt just got here. We'll talk about one thing or another because I have some some funny clips I found. And then as I was finding funny clips for the show, that I always come across stuff in like Instagram reels and stuff. I said this is this is hilarious. And instead of just sending it to friends in direct message, I'm, I started downloading some of them right now. Like um, Matt, you are you watching? There's Matt. Matt, here's here's one I think that you'd like. This guy is, hold on, I gotta put it up on the screen. This guy is proclaiming to his congregation that he has been converted, he's no longer gay. So listen to this. I'm not gay no more, I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I don't like women. Is it a joke? It has to be a joke. But if it's not a joke, it's even funnier. He's been, uh, he's been delivered. That's uh, it, it looks like a real he's like, thing. Yeah, and then at the end, I love the last the last part here. Ready? I'm not gay. I'm not. I'm not gay. So that would see. It doesn't work. Doesn't it? Doesn't work. You have to just have to go with it. There's other things here too. Oh, I found a blooper, Matt. I found a blooper from I guess Superman 1978, 77, whenever whenever it was. With Marlon Brando as Jorel, talking to Kalel, to Superman, and giving him all the advice, all that was stored on the crystals and the the Fortress of Solitude and stuff, and uh, it's a I have never seen this before, where he's he's saying his lines, and he goes to say Kalel, but instead he says Halal, and and because he says Halal, he just starts rambling off random names after that. Listen to this. This is hilarious. We'll just do it now. To hell with it. The virtuous spirit has no need for thanks or approval. Only the certain conviction that what has been done is right. Develop such conviction in yourself, Elal. Kalel. Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut, 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 cut. Ralph from Krypton. That's hilarious. Ralph. That's great method acting. No, uh, he, he, well, he, he's notorious for that. Yeah, to make his whole body turn black except for his head like I that. I know. He made his body disappear. How can you even come close to that? I want to hear him say Ralph when he just gives up. <laughs> Ralph, the Kryptonian. Carl Drogo. Develop such conviction in yourself, Halal. Halal. He probably had a Halal meal the night before. And that's he why did. He... All he ate was fast food. I know that. Well, I mean, you can tell by the 90s. 
Develop such conviction in yourself, Elal. Kalel. Ralph. Whatever your name is. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph Kent. Oh, well. All right, well, I did that now. I was going to do it with later on, but who's who funny if Superman was like half Italian? His name was Carlo. Carlo Kent. Carlo Kent. What? What did what did Lex Luthor do? He's a, actually that is a New York. That is New York. I think no. Gotham is New York. No, Gotham is Metropolis is supposed to be more like um uh, I think Chicago. No, no, you got it wrong. No, no. Well, at least what at least at least the Nolan uh, Batman was filmed like in Chicago, I think. The Dark Knight trilogy? I always thought the Metropolis was supposed to be New York City. And Gotham just you know I, I a little the opposite. I thought it was the opposite. Well, I thought maybe Metropolis was like a mix of like, you know, New York, Chicago and like DC or something like that. Well, yeah, they're comic book cities and they're always they're always going to be a mix of a lot of things, but I I, I don't know. I maybe I just uh I didn't get the memo. Perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps I am wrong, Ralph. Uh here we go from the New York Post. From New York Post, uh, make sure the children... I have to talk to your parents for a second. You have to get out of here, okay? Three, children. Go, go, go. You come back in a second, okay? Three, two... All right, away we go. New York Post. Post-sex blues is real. Why people feel sad after sex has been revealed. Yeah, how why people feel sad. Talk about a come down. A clinical psychologist says she's seeing an uptick in the number of people experiencing feelings of extreme anxiety and sadness after sex. Post-coital dysphoria, commonly known as post-sex blues, occurs after consensual lovemaking, with many psychologists noting that it is common among survivors of sexual assault. Okay. Well, I mean, that's... That in and of itself is understandable, but this is they're, they're coming at this from a larger... A larger stamp a general standpoint here however dr. Lori Beth Bisbee has also seen a slew of patients suffering from PCD who are perplexed as to why they're flooded by negative feelings since they haven't had traumatic sexual experiences I suspect that it's because people have been expecting more from their sexual experiences sex therapist and intimacy coach told the post many people are experiencing or expecting a high level of satisfaction and also expecting intimacy to relieve stress in other areas of their lives yeah well who would have thought that getting used like a flashlight for decades with uh, with with no payoff in the end no no long-lasting intimate relationships and um, building of large families or whatever the hell it is that we've been that we've been dragged through i've i've been a, i've been uh i've partook in in hookup culture no doubt about it that's just what we grew up in and this is just goes hand in hand with everything else we've been learning in the last 10 to 15 years about how everybody's happiness quotient I mean everything happiness and satisfaction across across the board both men and women is going down because nature has been disrupted nature has been very very disrupted here it's just what it is and they're expecting higher levels of satisfaction well what do you what I mean what do you what I mean that's just 
again, that's a little bit more of the porn talking. Uh, it has to be. What do you expect sex to be? It's a, it's a, it's, it's for, it's reproductive, in natural, in the natural sense, it's a reproductive act. And it has now been turned into a largely, this is a, this is a, a, an act of self-expression, you know? So it's obviously there is a, a great deal there for people to enjoy, especially if you are, if you're monogamous and all that, you, um, there's a great deal to be enjoyed, but we all know that there's going to be a lot of drawback when you take something that in its natural state is is very just you know uh, a technical piece of our species survival and now it has gone to the opposite end where it's just it's a form of expression and and it's very political and uh it's a it's a therapy in itself which is exactly like drinking drinking to 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 work through an issue like that's it i want to relieve stress in other areas of their lives and and suddenly the uh you know the 15 minute the 15 minute romp wasn't enough to relieve the stress and the and the problems from other places how would that be that's like cracking open a bottle of of booze and expecting for a a stress in your life to go away and be resolved so it's all the same thing but of course we can never really talk about that because this this is a a powerful tool now it's a powerful tool we should go we should go back into that study on on sexuality and the survival of of civilizations it's an incredible study and we're coming up on the uh, we're coming up on that that point after X amount of years after the sexual revolution where we're going to start paying the piper I think we really are I think it's been a few few years since we did that one I'm gonna pull that up for next next week uh, here's one from from Scotland. If you want a glimpse into how so-called slavery reparations are going to work out for people, look no further than this story. Headlines. Nonsense. Scottish lottery winner Colin Weir blew record-breaking $50 million in eight years before his death. One of the UK's biggest lottery winners burned through a mind-blowing $50 million in eight years, splurging on a soccer team, racehorses, and extra- extravagant cars before his luck ran out, documents revealed on Thursday. Colin Weir of North Ash- uh, Ayrshire, I don't know how to say that, I'm sorry, Jerry, Scotland, spent a stunning $131,000 per week after winning a record-breaking 257.6 million euro millions jackpot in 2011 according to the independent we are a former cameraman married to a nurse bought a 55 percent share in glasgow's uh, uh pardick thistle football club before he died of sepsis at age 72 in 2019 the big spender also plunked down big bucks for a vintage bentley arnage Jaguar F-Pace SUV and a Mercedes-Benz E-Class Estate, according to the the Independent. So, that's how it would work. Then again, if he wasn't going to be leaving anything behind, I guess you can just splurge it all and just enjoy enjoy whatever. Yeah. If you're going to die, I don't know. Maybe he knew he was going to die. Sounds like he had a nice time. I guess so, but that's uh, that'll be the story of reparations, no doubt. And then we'll just ask for more. All right. 
Here's another one for you. A Florida woman. A Florida woman accused of stealing $2.8 million from a Holocaust survivor in a romance scam. Peaches April Stergo, you know, you know, in, a, in, in like 10, 15 years from now, we're going to be hearing somebody stole money from the grandson of a Holocaust survivor, you know, and then a great grandchild of a Holocaust survivor, because that, that's the big hook here. Peaches April Stergo, 36 years old, accused of stealing almost $3 million from an 87 year old unidentified man in what prosecutors are calling a romance scam. You can see the romance burning behind those eyes of hers, those big brown orbs. He was an 87-year-old Holocaust survivor, that's all we know, from New York, looking for companionship. She was a 36-year-old woman from Florida looking for an easy target. It was a match made in hell for the older man who lost his $2.8 million life savings in what federal prosecutors call a malicious romance scam. I wonder if she has any ties to the Ukrainian government. The 87-year-old, who was not has not been named, reportedly met Peaches, April Sturgo, 36, on a dating site six to seven years ago. Good for him being on a dating site at uh, 80 years old and knowing how to use it. Federal prosecutors say that the lies in their relationship began in 2017. According to a federal indictment, Sturgo's first swindle involved asking the man for money to pay off a personal injury attorney. Sturgo told the victim that she had settled a lawsuit involving injuries she suffered in a car accident, but that her lawyer would not release the settlement funds unless he received a certain amount of money. Yeah, those are all of the Nigerian prince scams. I will give you, you will share this massive... This massive royal treasury yeah, with me. Can't do that. This fucking eighty-seven-year-old guy. That's stupid. They, that guy's Jewish, and he really believed that. I uh, listen. You know what? When it comes to a, he's eighty-seven. Maybe that. Maybe he's just going soft. <clears throat> and B, it's you got some young tail. Do you think that you might be able to to feel up? And it's probably been a while. And um, I'll, I'll take care of you, baby. And if you got millions, and what's a you know fifty? 000, you know, I I'm just remembering this now. Back in like, oh, when was it? It had to be around 2010. We had just started the we had just started the network up at the old studio, ZenLive.tv. We had just started that up. We had these these shows that were coming on. It's probably around the time that we met Mike May. Because you know we were, we put all these ads out on Craigslist, and um, and and people were coming in to get their their uh, their shows produced. And um, so this girl, I forgot who brought her in as an intern, but we were looking for interns as well, people to help with marketing, to even to if people that we can teach engineering to. So we weren't the ones that were actually engineering all the shows, and we can concentrate on other things too. And she came in, and she she was so odd, but it, it's but interesting at the same time. She was nice, but she lived in New Jersey, and she was really into wrestling, like uh, WWE that kind of stuff. And she was a wrestler, 
she wanted to get into it and she was doing she was training to be an amateur wrestler there is a small little confederation or something like that in new jersey she was building up a character she was going to classes to learn how to be body slammed and stuff like that she was really into it and she was a, I forget what was her name what was her name i yeah. don't know she nice. might be in the wwf right now i don't think so because she got married i mean she didn't get married she got pregnant uh not, after after she finally left the studio because she got pulled away to other things but i'm gonna tell you what that is she was a nice like a nice, like five foot seven tall no five foot six black girl but she was not not skinny she was she was kind of thick but she was friendly and she really wanted to just you know climb the uh climb the ring and do jumps and throw people around anyway one day she comes in to the studio, maybe about a couple of weeks into working with us, and she said that she was in New York City, somewhere around MSG, and she was noticed by a guy. Guy walks up to her and starts smoothing, smoothing smooth talking her, I should say, it's not schmoozing, but smooth talking her, and uh, she said that he was commenting on, on her shoes. Uh, he probably had a foot fetish or something comment on her shoes really loved her he loves her appearance and all that stuff and he got her number and all that and he's and he was an older man she said someone she really was not into at all in the mid to late 50s out of shape all that stuff but he had a lot of money somehow she was able to confirm that and it, because she said that he was uh, she thought that he was full of shit but he was nice, and I forget whatever. And he says, "I'll uh, here, let me let, let me pay for this. Let me pay for that." So I told her, I because she told all of us at, at like a staff meeting, you know what was going on. I said, "You know, the second you take any money, he's gonna he's gonna expect something. So you gotta you just know what you're getting into." She go she goes, "Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing." Next time she comes in, she goes, "I got a confession to make." So what? I. He's for real with the money. He paid off my student loans. I said, what are you talking about? So she had about $56,000 still left on a student loan. And, and she showed us it is a zero balance. What? This guy took care of it in all one fell swoop. It was gone. I said. Is that male? That's male privilege shit right there, right? I, dude, I don't. I, I, said, I, I said, wow. Uh, I mean, at the time, I was still paying off my student loan, so I, I was, I was like, "Yo, does he does he like guys?" <laughs> you know, jeez. But um, but uh, she it, soon after that, she had to stop coming by. I don't know how things ended up with him and her, but if he had money like that to throw around, who the hell knows? And then we heard that she was pregnant, maybe with his. I don't. It, it could be. But thinking about this older guy. <laughs> But this guy was the one who's being scammed. She is being propositioned. He's a sugar daddy. He wants to, you know, he wants to take her under his umbrella. Mm -hmm. But she at least got her her uh, thing taken care of, her balance taken care of. Hopefully she's okay. It's been well over 10 years now that I even thought about that. All right. You should call her right now, live. I don't know. I don't even remember her name. Maybe Anthony remembers. Maybe, maybe... I re we can remember her stage name because I think she had come up with a stage name for her wrestling and just uh, we knew a couple of backyard wrestlers in New Jersey for some reason alright alright let's start this one off it's 718 don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen oh and I didn't put out any of the links so if you wanted to share the show wherever you're watching it 
go ahead and just get it out to everybody you know. That would be a great help to help um, help me because I I couldn't help myself, obviously. And if you are on YouTube or Rumble, no matter which YouTube stream of the two that you're watching, please like it. And Rumble, please like it, and let's get this thing underway. We will be right back. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Okay. You know, before we go in anywhere else, because I want to figure this out, um, I, I, we called Anthony. Ant, do you hear me? No, that's not the right one. How about this one? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember who the, um, uh, who, do you remember who the, 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 the wrestler chick was who had the sugar daddy in New York City that was interning with us for a couple of years? What was her name? She did a show with us. She wasn't interning. I thought she was she was doing marketing. She did, no, she did a show. Remember, she, it was that show. Uh, it was She had that, that song uh, as the intro. Blaming on the yuck. You know, blaming on the yeah. Like it's the Jamie Foxx song. Uh, I thought it was Farrah, Farrah, Fa something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Now that you say it, that's it. That's all I remember. What was if, it if she if she did a show, yeah. then that was a concept she came up with after she came over to do some other work. We were looking for like administrative help. She didn't do anything. She wasn't on there for long. I know because didn't we hear she got pregnant or something like that? Oh yeah. I just remembered the the sugar daddy the sugar daddy story. Paid off for Sally May loans. Yeah, Sally May. That was that was it. And it was, and she just looked one you know she thought that he was bluffing and she looked and the balance was at zero. See, told you, Matt. And I was like, damn. And I was convinced. I was like, I was like, damn. I said, that's never gonna be me. I, You're I had, not a woman. You're not that only shit. Like no, that I mean only like happens to that's women. never gonna be me. Like you know, I, I thought I was gonna be in school loan debt forever. School loan debt. <clears throat> Yeah. But I didn't get anything. I had nothing to show for it either. I never yeah. finished school. You went to how many? You did you just go like how many semesters? One or two? Very very minimal. But I got myself into, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't go to school. I didn't go to class. I, you know, failed out and uh, because I just I just didn't have any self control. I just didn't want to go. I you know and I and I, I put myself in a real stupid position. Because like uh, obviously that piled up, 
the the, the loans, the interest, because I didn't pay them. Right. And it wasn't until it wasn't until the, <laughs> I didn't pay them at all. The, the the bills would just keep coming, and they'd get worse and worse. How the much was it? Above. How much was it? There was, a, I, I, I think, at it, the highest. At, at all of them combined, it got it to a good like maybe thirty grand. And, and, and you know, compared and, compared to some <clears> people. <throat> Compared to some people, that's not a lot. No, yeah, that's like a car. It's it's a lot for someone who's broke. It's a lot for someone who's broke and who was really... He did not go to four... He wasn't even there for two years. Right. So it it was like a a, a menial amount of time in this school, and it just ballooned. And, you know, and then the... I I ended up paying them up, paying them off, like, in in pretty good chunks because because of the channel. Once I got brand deals and stuff like that. I, I would just wipe out whole loans, which I didn't think I was ever going to do. Uh, it was uh, it, it wasn't funny. Uh, obviously, now that we are years and years removed from it, it's not funny now. <laughs> but it, but it, you know, my my mother co-signed for my student loans, and my father Oof. co-signed for his <laughs> oh, college God. loans. So my father, oh, God. my father, trying. Uh, my father is a very non-confrontational kind of kind of person. Having, it is. having yeah. to have that as a, as a. Oh man, I, I I actually forgot all about that. Having, Having to have those conversations him, with those, him. That was those were, that was a very uncomfortable time. <laughs> that was a very uncomfortable time. Because I was because I was putting him, I was dragging his name through. He's <laughs> dragging his credit. His, he was destroying his credit. I was destroying, and then I paid it all off. One month, and then to make matters worse. I paid it all off. I think his loan I took care of first. I just straight up paid it off. In one shot? In one shot. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's not good. I know. I, I realize that now. It's not good. Oh, man. See? It's good to make two payments a month, though. Oh right. man! Uh, see those things. <laughs> now, now you you know our father. You know our father. Can can you imagine our father being a debt collector? Uh, he, <laughs> what would he have, What would he say? Guess he could say message machine broken. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like Artie Bucco <laughs> trying to trying to collect for the Frenchman. <laughs> uh, well, no, he his he he would be different. It'd be more like you know. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you have the money? Let's, yeah, that's it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Huh. All right. <laughs> yeah. what, am I gonna do? what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? <laughs> that would be our father, the debt collector. Do you, do you have do you have any of the money? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what it would be like, absolutely. <laughs> That's what it would be like. No doubt. <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah, that was her name, Farah. <laughs> Makes sense now. I remember it all. <laughs> I wonder how she's doing. Uh, me too. I hope she's... Because she was nice. Call her off. Yeah. Oh, Siri, man. call Farah. <laughs> I feel like it's it's like at the tip of my tongue, too, her show, her show name. Well, if it, if, I mean, if she did have Do you one. remember there was, like, a doctor you tried to get on, on the show? So Gorkian. many, you tried to get this doctor on the show so many times, and he kept saying that he was going to come on, but he just never did. He always would cancel. I, I don't know why I just thought about this. Doctor? You tried to get some doctor that was, he was actually, I think he was interested in doing a show on the network. Oh, oh. yeah. Yes. 
And and and, and for some reason he would just he'd always answer your emails, but he'd say, "All right, uh, goes goes uh, okay." He would reschedule constantly, and then I guess finally, after months and months of this, he just gave up. Yeah, but we, I remember I, that. I remember it. I really I don't know much. I just remember the well because there's so many people like that. I mean, we did so much to try to make ends meet and to try to fill right. up fill up the broadcast schedule and to to get the 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 word about the studio out yeah. there. We did so much. Larry Megan was the best. He was the best. He, Absolutely. He, he took it the most serious. He you know because he came from QVC, so <laughs> like he brought this professionalism that was like over the top. So he came in and he would go and he'd get ready in the men's bathroom down the hall. <laughs> he would put bronzer on. He would come back brown, okay, because he just put all this bronzer on his face. Uh, you want to see Larry Megan? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Where is he? I found a picture of him. And his show was called Chillin' with Larry Megan. Oh, did he? I, we came up with that for him, right? Yeah, and, and I um, I engineered it. What was where it I would about? fall asleep. I'd fall asleep on his show. And, like, <laughs> and, now, and, now, and now the next segment, uh, he had like a segment about like old school Hollywood movies. He's Judy like, Garland. Yeah, it was something. I forget what it was called. He's like, all right. And he would just say, he was, he was just, he'd say it. The transition didn't come up because I was sleeping. He was like, Anthony? <laughs> and, then, uh, and I woke up. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. The kid I pay to produce my show <laughs> is sleeping. <laughs> you, listen, though. You gotta, you, his show went on after our... Wait. It was on a Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was he, no. It was yeah. It was after A and P. It was late. He was after Dad and Pam. So that was like he would start at ten. Yeah. He'd go maybe. I think he would made. He might. Here's, have even, there's Larry. What a great guy. He really is a great guy. Is this from something recent or? I think so. <clears throat> Chilling with Larry Megan, and he used to, and he, and and really Matt. He he had a he had a he was a QVC guy. He would. He was on QVC. He would go. <laughs> Can I tell you? Hold on. Let me tell you a funny story about. There was one time. <laughs> oh God! One time, I was engineering a show, and there. <laughs> what? There were some people. There were some trolls that were coming on and fucking with him on the show. So I'm here. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, wait! Professional that I am. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's calm down you know, because people gotta hear this. I remember this. This is hilarious. Because the professional that I am, running a business, I go with the same music. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so for, so for everybody at home, while they get they, uh, let me set the stage for you again. So remember. <laughs> What the fuck is happening? God, wait. Yeah, so, Anthony, so Larry Megan is live. Anthony is in our uh, old studio, and he is engineering for him. And while Larry is on, the few people who are watching his show, some troll-like people. Because <laughs> we had a lot of trolls. Like, they, would, they would come and troll us our, on our uh, show. Yeah. So at that time, they, they went and they're like, oh, the whole network of people. So they came in. They came in into the chat room. And they trolled Larry. And I was on, I was under, obviously, like, it was, um, you know, the, I'm off camera. Right. Okay. So this guy who's trolling doesn't know that, that like, I'm the one behind the, the, the username. He thinks that it's Larry. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm like calling them a bunch of names. Like, you know, I, I can't, I'm not, I can't even say them on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm over here responding to the troll. You fucking like you know and, and then he's and he starts getting lit up like you know like saying oh you horse face fuck <laughs> i remember him calling larry megan a horse face fuck <laughs> and i'm and, and i'm thinking to myself oh this guy thinks it's larry typing it and then i started getting i started cracking up because i started thinking about imagine larry just knowing the kind of guy he was having the show, imagine he was the one who was responding to he was trolls so, he was, <laughs> and was so calling nice. them. Yeah, because he was such a nice guy. Oh, uh, God. So, yeah, we, we you know... We you know, were, that was when we were stupid. <laughs> we were young and... We were very young and stupid. We didn't have a lot of self-control. And, and, and we just... We fed the trolls so much. Back then we did. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Like, like anytime we got criticism, whether it was on YouTube or any... The way that we would just... We would try to burn down the... <laughs> I think it, it, I've seen some of you. We would try to burn down the world if we had a troll. We would stop. It doesn't matter if me, Anthony, and Mike had gotten together that night. It's a Tuesday or a Thursday. We're putting together a show, and we are going to go out there, and we're going to write the show for... Because uh, uh, when we would do Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mike would come over on a Monday and a Wednesday, and we would write the show for the next day. It doesn't matter what we had lined up for that night. We would throw the whole format. <laughs> the whole format would just go through, get thrown out, and we would go to war with the chat room, <laughs> which is probably the most entertaining thing they've seen. Yeah, because it, it, there's nothing more entertaining than than somebody who, uh, I mean, you look terrible. Yeah. Like people are laughing at you. They're not laughing with you most of the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was but that was during the golden age of of four chan four uh, chan um, chat room raids right and all of that stuff so it was that was a completely different internet I it's, know it's nothing it's, it's it's not the same it's not the same it's uh, nothing holds a candle to it it was so free it was incredible absolutely yeah. incredible and 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 you know it's just because the culture was different oh yeah yeah so there you go that's our. That was our Sally May story. Oh, Larry. Larry Megan selling watches, st selling sterling watches on QVC. Hope he's he's good. doing good. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, you want to hear a skit that I found, Matt? Anthony will know this one. When from we, where? This was from back in the day. <clears throat> Anthony and Mike produced this one. <laughs> this, is called, uh, this is called Herpy Slurpee. <laughs> And this was oh, yeah. one of our fake commercials back in 2000. This had to be <clears throat> late 2006, very early 2007. And it's just a uh, it's a fake commercial for a, a medicine, for herpes. All right, you're going to hear Mike's voice. He's the one that narrates this. I have herpes. And I don't. And and we we want to keep, keep it that way. way. On the other hand, he has a Slurpee, and I don't. I don't want to share. Hi, how you doing? I'm Dr. Westbloom. And here at the clinic, we found a whole bunch of problems, including herpes. Herpes is the most number one problem in the world, <laughs> and our brand new line of Slurpees can help. Side effects may include explosive diarrhea, extreme vomiting, bleeding from the heart and kidneys, lung damage, eye cartilage broken, ear falling off, fingers brittle and broken, leathery skin and eyebrows off, slippery toes, heart failure, and minor headache, nail wreckage, bleeding from the human asshole, bleeding from the eyes, holes and fingers, mozzarella cheese, applesauce with a tangle of cherries, snapas and even I like to put an order in for delivery. I like a large cheese pie, a family size of fried calamari, a genuine chicken salad, a lobster salad, chicken soup, your house salad, a chef salad, a cop salad, three wontons, an apple pie, and some juice. Brutally murdered, stabbed in the chest. 
chest 54 times, <laughs> shot in the head 12 times, eaten by a shark, swallowed by a gator, fuck grass, creative innovations is annoying, butcher salad, ice cream, soda, creamsicle, creamsicle. The new Herpes Slurpee, brought to you by Zidaz New York. It had, it definitely had that spirit of all of the old internet. That like, was people were just. I mean, it's so that that there's still like cultures like that though that that would that, that would find that shit funny though. It is. It's That's hilarious. Very, like, yeah. I loved how one of the one of the the side effects was stabbed in the chest. <laughs> Eyebrows off. Eyebrows off. <laughs> so what are you slippery? Slippery something. There's a couple of things in there that weren't even <laughs> English. Slippery. Snapple Sneagles. He says something. We have a lot of those skits. We have a lot of skits like that saved. That's old. That is yeah. that that is almost 20 years old. I know. That right there is almost 20 years old. Well, that was uh, 2007. Yeah. So in four more. Yeah, four more years. 16 years old. That one skit alone. Wowee, man. I just don't even know anymore. I got to go record. I'll be back. Maybe I'll come back in. All right. See you later. Yep. Well, all right, Matt. (laughs) So there you go. You got a a little bit bit of a walk down memory lane. Oh, did you hear about the... Well, we we can do some... You want to do some Babylon B? Sure. And then we'll go into the Paul, Paul Pelosi video. Did you see it yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see. We have to. It's we have to talk about this. Up. It. It. Something just. It just doesn't look right. Nothing about it looks. Looks. Uh, looks right. And the fact that there are people out there demanding apologies from right wing conspiracy theorists over this, as if they're not more questions instead of answers now. Anyway, here is. Uh, the Babylon B. What is this? Why the hell is that? Okay, here we go. Babylon B. Headline. Let me get Matt on top of here. Headline. U.S. tanks in Ukraine already destroyed after being easily recognized by their rainbow camouflage. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, in hilarious prank, God makes one out of every 20 pistachios taste like flaming rotten garbage. That's not. That's kind of true, actually. There's something weird about that. Although it's uh, it's been a long time since I've had pistachios. Lucky Charms unveils new Ukrainian flag marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Ukrainian Russian soldiers snap adorable photo with their matching American tanks. Another headline. TikToker furious as no one has ogled her at gym all morning. Yeah. Just so that she can go and uh, pretend like she hates it. <clears throat> What's another one? Here, last one. Pfizer pleased to announce their new vaccine is 90% effective against new viruses that they created. <laughs> That's a good thing. And me, uh, speaking of, we got to talk about this one. I, I've got the, did you see the Project Veritas one? The freak out? All right. So then. The liar? Yeah. So what are you thinking about it? Um, I think the guy got caught telling what they're doing at Pfizer. No, totally, no doubt. But as far as far as like the the violent reaction, uh, I think James should press charges on him. I think he should have beat him down in the restaurant, but I think he should press charges <laughs> on him. Can you imagine? Can James you? is a big guy. I know, I know. He's got to be. A, we saw him. He's got to be at least six feet. Six four, six three. He's a, he's a solid dude. 
Yeah, well, that's why I'm, I, that's why when you said James should have beat this guy down in the restaurant, it, he it would a he would never done it. All of his work would have gone out the window <laughs> if his cameraman. Can you imagine the video that released? <laughs> just grabbing him by the throat and just choking him. Well, just what the imagine fuck are you fucking doing. <laughs> imagine from the behind, because you know James O'Keefe is very recognizable with his blue his blue yeah. jacket and all that. Can you just imagine that recognizable blue jacket from behind, just <laughs> over somebody and just <laughs> la just lay, laying laying in, and he's just James into pulling him off. He just lost it. <laughs> he would he would have ruined everything, but no. This is something that I um I have a couple of a couple of couple of screen grabs here or timestamps. Now, obviously, the recap is the beginning. Let's just watch this together. I got a couple of them. Get you down here, and here we go. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public? <laughs> The fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses. Is this real life? I'm literally a yeah. liar. What, I was trying to impress a person on a date What's by lying. Please, this is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not. Why the way? Why don't, are you doing don't this? tell this anybody. Someone who's just working at a company to literally help the public. You f you really did. Please bring the cops. As soon as possible. So you know, he's trying to get the cops in, and he's saying, "I'm just, li I'm literally lying." And he says it again, or actually, around four twelve. Let's say four twelve. This is when he starts counting white people. He even, he even tries going in that direction there too. He's on the phone with the cops, and he counts how many white people are in the uh, the restaurant, uh, at, trying to ask him yeah, questions. And he's not even good at counting because he didn't even count all the other fucking people behind the counter. Well, that I were white. I know, but he's. he's they I know. They were. Do you want to put me in jail for asking you a question? Yes, sir. What is the intention of calling the police? They have like no one's injured right now. We have several witnesses to the Can I talk to you, please, about this video? Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five white people. Why would you bring race into this? Please read the cost. What else do they have? You know, what else do they have? That's just that. I am black. I am gay. I am disabled. So we have a we have a black gay disabled guy who's who is going nuts here and it gets worse and worse. Um here is 457 this is where he says I'm just it's normal. I'm just a guy and guys lie on dates to to impress the people they're out with. Please. Lying to impress Here, the just, just, is it true what, what you say? What is this? No. I literally was on a third date with a guy, and like normal men, you lie to impress a date. Mutating viruses? Do you After he said he just, like, like oh, wait, okay. You I lie. I understood that, yeah. Yeah, he says it's normal. All For all normal men. They, it's all for all normal men, we, we lie on dates to impress people. So I, that, I don't. So is he gay or not gay or normal or? Stuff? I, I I just this whole thing. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, but obviously this is a person in a in a great amount of distress. Um, a great amount of distress. Now here at at seven thirty, I'm just moving right along. At seven thirty, Mark out of ten. Now James O'Keefe and his crew has been locked inside the restaurant, which is obviously illegal. But this guy makes another attempt at taking O'Keefe's <coughs> iPad. This is where you just know it's it's real bad. Um, here, listen. Wow, look at that. Yeah. You do you want us to leave or not? Ma'am, you locked the door. Ma'am. Ma'am, we're trying to leave, but you locked us in here. Call our attorney. Can you please unlock your door? Let us out. No, I don't know what's going on. I don't want you to leave it, but I don't know what's going on. What are you trying to tell me? Can you please unlock your door? 
No, you, no, don't let them leave. Can you unlock the door? I still have the could you please? He feels unsafe, so lock all the people who he's threatening you inside of the room with me. <laughs> this guy thinks he's like fucking Sonny Corleone or something. Lock the doors. Please let us leave, ma'am. Yeah, well, here comes the struggle. Now. He grabs it. He just grabbed the iPad. Mm -hmm. Please unlock. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. See, James is remaining calm. Unlock the door. 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 This is. And then he smashes it down like it's the Ten Commandments. Destruction of private property. While James is still remaining calm. My dear Lord. I I mean. So, okay, listen, as I said this morning, I was talking about this with uh, with Tracy a little bit on the morning show, but I had such a really odd mix of emotions for this this video in particular. All the other ones is almost like watching a Chris Hansen video, and, you know, you're just like, you scumbag. Yeah, that's right. Run away. Run away, you trembling freak, whatever, whoever the hell it is. There's been so many. And it's too bad we don't have a serious Department of Justice and a serious FBI because between James O'Keefe and whoever the hell else out there is doing stuff like this, I mean, you could just be feeding these people to the justice system if it were a serious one. But no, it's not one. But it's such a really, really strange and wild mix of emotions watching this. Because number one, A, and this is the primary one, what he's doing, James O'Keefe, is necessary. Necessary, filthy work. It's necessary, it is filthy, but it needs to be done. Um, and, and it's, and it's going to get dirtier if anything good actually happens. Because this isn't, uh, you know, that, that really cheesy VH1 uh, series, Cheaters, where VH1 stages confrontations between unfaithful couples and caught somebody out on a date and all that shit. We're talking about crimes against humanity here. We're talking about biological terrorism, extortion, forced inoculation. We're talking about murder on a planetary scale. So it is very serious. And number, but, but number two, even so, I'm still a pretty empathetic person. And so despite not having any reservation whatsoever about whether or not this is the right thing to do i think it's it's just still a little bit a little painful to watch another person be in this much of a state of panic and then for as quickly as i feel that almost like that pity then again that gets washed away when i think about the state of panic that many parents have found themselves in when they discover that their child died in their sleep in their bed because of the fucking stuff that he is a uh, a party to creating marketing sending out there and expanding the reach of so then the rage comes back in and quickly quickly wipes away all whatever moment of pity i might have felt for this fucking worm and then the last thing there that i feel almost all at once at the same time is that this is just hilarious so it's infuriation it's righteousness it's pity Back to outrage and hilarity all at once. It This has been such... And, and it's why it's the most watched Project Veritas video of all time. Because this is... Um, this is earth-rattling. 
even more so than the, the, the doctors inside of the federal hospital system that were talking about the things that they were seeing and that they were assuming where all the damage that was coming to patients were coming from but weren't saying anything. I mean, they've done such great work, but this is just... Well, yeah, this guy was a director or something. He was kind of like high up there, right? So what I what people have said because I've I've seen the the company the company hierarchy out there that he's like somewhere around third or fourth from the top. He's in like research. He's a research and development operations manager or something. I mean, it's it's big time stuff with the R and D. Um, but yeah. Just so much. So much going on there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so that was that. And then here's, the, here's the, the Pelosi film. You ready for this one, everybody? So this came out not too long ago. This is the back door. Now, I don't under This one, I I'm really... see this one. Yeah, I'm working on this one. I'm working on trying to understand what is going on here. When he starts hacking at the window, th- suddenly there is just... I don't know if that is dust if that is what it is, but it almost looks like there's sparks, snow coming yeah, down. How is that? I don't was know. Was it raining that night? No, it wasn't. Here, watch. So he was walking in, and I don't know if he just walked down a step or not. I don't know if he just walked down a step or not, because what I'm trying to real think about is this picture of the back door. You have the back door. You have one, two, three, yeah, four steps. Yeah, the same... Then you have this bush over here and whatever. That's not the same thing. And then I look over here and I'm like, what is this? What is this patio? Where's the bush? Is the, but the, there's a bush over here and in the back, but that is that seems a lot farther off. I don't know. Maybe my perspective is all messed up. But I'm thinking about one, two, three pronounced steps. Step on one, two, and then three. And I, I don't know. Is this did this guy travel up and down steps? Did he go down? Was that a step he just went down? I don't know. It's it's too screwed up. And then he's hacking away at the door. And perhaps this is where because the way he's coming down, maybe that is how, yes, he can drag some of the glass out onto the patio in his direction. You know, we were wondering why the 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 window was busted out from the inside out. I can see how that kind of striking would pull glass shards towards you. And then he just uh, wiggles his way in. Now, regardless of, of this, which is still odd, and it's just CCTV, and, and you just don't know what's going on um, because you can't get a good high-quality image of anything, there is the picture, the the camera, the whatchamacallit, the chest cam, yeah, body I camera. I saw that. I saw that. The body camera is even weirder because they go up to the door. Let's see here. They go up to the door, and <sighs> I don't know if they have an automatic door where you hit a button and it just opens up for you because it opens wide. And there's nobody there to open the door for them. So maybe it's an automatic door. I would love to know if somebody can, uh, then again, who the hell would know? So they're they're moving up. Hold on. Hello. All right. Okay. So here we go. The door opens. Yeah, literally sitting there. 
guys. How you doing? Right. Is that an automatic door? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey. Now, yeah, let's good. watch it again because you'll see that. Hi. How you doing? Right. It has to be an automatic door. It could have like a something on it. It, it, it must because <clears throat> they're both holding the hammer, and in in, in Paul Pelosi's left hand what is a bottle. There could be a button because Nancy might come home drunk, Paul too, and might not be able to get the key into the lock. So yeah, maybe. And that's either a bottle or just a glass. It uh, I, I don't know what it is, but he's got a drink in his left hand. So both hands. I, that that's just very odd. It has to be an automatic door <clears throat> if somebody comes home with groceries or gourmet or ice too cream. Drunk. Too drunk. Um, now, again, smiling. There's a little bit of a uh, of a of a struggle for this hammer. They're trying to trying to win over who's going to have that. Paul has himself a drink made. Obviously, there's a lapse of time between whenever he was breaking in the back window and the cops being called, unless that was automatic with the security system. What was being done in the meantime? I I gotta say. As I said, until new evidence appeared, I was always going to assume that this was just going to be some some sexual thing that had gone, some sexual arrangement that had gone wrong. And with everything we have right now, I still am not off of that. To the to with just from the angle that they still seem way too familiar with each other. I mean, uh, you, you have the hammer, you have the hand on the beer, drink whatever. Then there's just something. It just feels. Like they are people who know each other, someone that they've done things uh, d together for. They have some kind of familiarity. May maybe Paul was paying this guy with meth. You know, remember Ed Buck? And I mean, these people are like Patrick Bateman. They're very, they find it very easy, I can see. And they've proven to find it very easy to do whatever the hell they want. The <clears throat> hom homeless drug addicts and all that shit. There's yeah. just, if that were me and that door swung open, I would have immediately let go of the hammer and fallen, leapt into the custody of the police officers and said, shoot this motherfucker. You know, that, that is just, that's just right here. Right yeah, there. That is weird. The door does kind of open like that. Hi. How you doing? Right out. Run. What's going on, man? Okay, well, now he has Paul's arm. Now he's got Paul's arm. Drop the hammer. Uh, nope. Hey. And here's this. What is going on right now? I'm not getting an answer on Paul. Bro. And now, 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 the uh, now Pelosi is just. You can hear him like snoring. He's yeah. been put out. I mean, it was a big hack. I think he hit his head when he fell, though. I don't know if he got hit with the hammer. I, yeah, I don't. Either way, um, just there's more I, questions yeah. than, than answers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he slipped because he was drunk. And that back door thing, I don't know. I don't know. So that's that. That's what's coming out. Certainly not getting any any apologies. It could have been yeah, Nancy. Could have mob ties. You know, her father. Yeah, what? So she sent a, a, a meth head to her own house? She could have. No. I'm not on board with that one. But this, uh, but I, I'm surprised that we got this. Uh, 
now, and of course, this will be wiped away when they, we get the the body cam footage of that that incident in in Memphis. What the? I, I was talking with my buddy Joel beforehand. He reminded me about that. Uh, there was a police killing in Memphis. There was a, a black man was killed by um, five black cops. Oh yeah, is that what five dice? Oh, I or, see. Or five die, police officers were fired. Di- died in the black. custody of five black cops, and, oh. and 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 that that footage is going to be coming out over That's the weekend the too. BLM founder's brother or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Someone connected with BLM. So. I mean, that's why it's a big deal. It's got all the just, makings. You know. It's got all the makings of a big deal. But remember, it's a, the, the 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 convenient pivot is always going to be that the cops are are merely an example. They are enforcing and espousing what is a um, you know a white supremacist culture. So it's never going to be it's never going to to be about assessing the behavior of the person who was arrested and then died. Or whether or not the cop, the cops are just crooked, or whether or not it was just a high tension situation for one reason or another that just continued to compound rapidly into a a, a fatal a fatal um, incident. It none of that matters because there's only one thing. There's all there will only be one thing that is pulled away from this, and um, and I I don't know if that's going to warrant the kind of the kind of uh, rioting it would if it were five white cops, but still, that that's going to be saved for the weekend. From what I hear, from what I hear, boy, oh boy, that's all I got. Seven fifty-six. Hey, you know what we had? Um, we had these strange food combinations. I think you and I did a few of these together two weeks ago. But we also had a really great thread that we read through over the weekend, uh, over the week, was about sounds, mm-hmm. sounds that people heard as a in the past from the, from their past that they don't hear anymore. And there's some great great things that came in from this thread that I had found, and also from the audience. I was wondering, you got to think about that. Is there anything, anything from the fat the past that? you don't hear anymore that you used to not not necessarily a type of music but an environmental sound i was talking about okay you remember that 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 fire horn that we used to hear every once in a while in town air raid siren wrong it was like a low it was a low intermittent honk it was big it was a big hum mom mom you remember it, it would be every once in a while I never understood what it was. People, uh, whenever I did ask, I was told it was it was a uh, it was a fire. It was like a firehouse or something like that. And um, oh, maybe yeah, I guess I don't know. That might be something. Yeah, that's gone away. Uh, different types of things you hear with certain ice cream trucks gone away. So one person said that they miss the sound of children playing in the street, and I gotta say. My heart almost like skipped a beat when I heard when I read that because I haven't heard anything like that in so long, so long, anywhere. And I know that there are there's at least ten thousand children, at least ten thousand children living in our town that you just do not see even in the summertime. Yeah. They're all shacked up, yeah. all shacked up. Uh, when me and Rob were working out in the park all those all those years. 
the only time we knew something was wrong around 2013, 14, whenever it was, that we just started seeing armies of children walking seemingly on their own without a class trip going on through the park in the middle of the day when we wouldn't we normally would not see anybody in the summertime we're only what the hell's going on all of a sudden is there an event and then we realized that they're all looking at their phones and that's when pokemon go came out that's like the only time they were coming out is when they were looking at the world through a little screen looking for imaginary animals Mm -hmm. and so that that got it for me now there's probably some of you out there who live in nice suburbs in in you know i don't know kentucky and tennessee around there and there's probably a lot of children out every day and you're lucky you're lucky that must be a wonderful sound because we don't have that anymore in fact the children are out in the street then usually you're one one step away from calling the cops to say that you know something's about to be done because it's not even they, there's no there's not even any harmless pranks anymore yeah i was just gonna say even mischief night and halloween no eggings or anything no toilet paper jobs nothing nothing we used to throw eggs at each other yeah i don't even know if they do that anymore and we spray sh- uh shaving cream and stuff like that and it all started start changing shaving each other and taking our clothes off. <laughs> we used to, I, I used to love it. We would end the night. We'd shave each other before we went to bed. Uh, no, the, uh, that all started changing around 2002, 2003. <clears throat> it, 9-11 didn't kill it off completely. It was a very awkward... It was an awkward... Two, it, it, October 2001, Halloween 2001 was almost non-existent. Everybody thought that there was a bomb underneath every park bench. And then... October 2002, it was a little awkward, but not that bad. We were getting back into it. And we were still in high school, so we were enjoying it, those last years of enjoying it and going out on our own. And that is when we just had, you know, cargo pants on, six eggs in every pocket, ready to rumble with whoever. And if we didn't find any good targets at the end of the night, we would throw it at each other. So it was it was going to be fun one way or another. And um, that's what we have. As far as food combinations, Matt, do you have any strange food combinations? Last night, you think about that one. We were told this. Uh, where was the... Where was the... Uh, this woman wrote in, and she said that her parents had a habit of putting minced garlic on their cereal, whatever cereal that they used. Minced garlic on whatever cereal, and the milk... and With milk... And the milk that they used was 2% milk. 2% milk, you pick the cereal, I said grape nuts, something like that, and then minced garlic on top of it. I said I needed to know more, and this is what I got back. I'm just catching up on last night's show. This is from Rosie. I love your reaction to my strange food combos. My parents will put minced garlic on any cereal. Currently, it's honey bunches of oats. Awful. I love honey bunches of oats. Yeah. Especially with the almonds and... And yes, milk is included 2%. It is horrific. My husband and I always insist on picking up dinner or I make them a big batch of dinner to last through the week so we don't have to endure my mom's cooking. And the garlic on the cereal is just the tip of the iceberg. For Christmas one time, she put halved red grapes on top of deviled eggs. I asked my mom why she did that. She replied that it's sweet and sour. WTF, no one ate the deviled eggs that year. 
You know, I, I, I almost feel bad for mom. Because it seems like she, well, there's no thing, there's no reason for the, the garlic on the on the cereal unless she has some kind of a, I don't know. Scared of vampires or something. Something. <laughs> but, you know, thinking about the deviled eggs and the little, the, the sliced red grape on top of it, that sounds like a well-meaning, you know, I'm, I was just thinking about, you know, competing flavors and how they might come, and it's just like a, a an ill-thought-out experiment go wrong. I feel bad. I would have still ate the deviled eggs. I would have just taken the, the grape off and eaten the egg. I don't know. That might not be that bad. A grape and an egg? Eat the deviled egg, and then you eat the grape after, you know, change the, uh, what's it called? The, the pa- yeah. Cleanse your palate? Yeah. I don't know if the grape is a palate cleanser. Sure it is, bro. It's a wine. That's what wine is. Yeah, but you, ha- you usually have to cleanse your palate to make room for another wine. You don't drink a wine to make room for another wine. But you're eating the wine. The grape, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, something. Something happens there. Here's another one before we go to break. My father used to wrap salami around Oreos. This is from Revolution. My father used to wrap salami around Oreos. Apparently, my mother called it out one time, and he confirmed he had. I never actually saw him eat that particular combination firsthand. But I also know that in the 70s and earlier portion of the 80s, they did the 420 thing. Mayhap, it was only a munchies thing, as he's gone now, and I can't ask him. But maybe I can get clarification from my mother if I remember to ask her about it at some point. Well, Oreos and salami. You know, you have a salami sandwich and a couple of Oreos. It's. I would try that. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't offend me. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Obvi- salami, it doesn't. Salami. Yeah, I would do that. I would even. Yeah. Nice sliced harm, hard salami. Some provolone. I like the general salami. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a really quick break. We'll be right back. This has been a mishmash of a night. I like it. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Not quite. Quite frankly in Roma, Italia. I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, the e the work week is not done. It is not done because tomorrow night I will be getting to the studio sometime before ten o'clock to save to uh, to to get ready for a ten o'clock broadcast, and that is going to feature the return of Andrew Bashago. I think tonight we're going to have his rerun episode on quitefrankly.tv afterwards so people who have not seen it can watch it and know what you're getting yourself into and those who have seen it live or on the man in the past can refresh and can see where we're going to be hopping off into tomorrow now I've also included that link in the description of this episode so you guys can watch it on your own on rumble I put that in this description so you can be all ready for the Saturday night show. I think my cousin Sherry is going to come by and hang out with me as she did the night that uh, Andrew Bashago premiered here. So, looking forward to it indeed. Let's take some super chats. Our buddy Timothy Gordon is going to be hanging out with us in a couple minutes. Here's from Stostube. Frank, Matt, Anthony, what is up, gents? Always great to hear some great stories and even better laugh sessions. In support of great independent, quite frankly, media, here is a small token of our appreciation for the show. Great weekend, fellas. Thank you. Thank you, Stostube. Thank you, Christos, Christoph and Sarah. Christos and Sarah. Wonderful people out there. Here's more. American Girl says, OMG, that herpy slurpy commercial made me cry real tears from laughter. Uh, that, that shit my brother and I would make up. We were still living with my parents to make each other laugh. Damn, thanks so much. I wish I, you know, I can go into, into those and find more. Some of it would have to be edited. But that one is, <laughs> is nice. The herpy slurpy. Here at the clinic, we're finding all, what is it, all sorts of problems. And herpes is the worst one. The number one worst problem in the world. The number one problem in the world is herpes. <laughs> it's definitely it needs to be dealt with. Uh, American Girl Again says, Hi, Frank and Matt. This is Halal, Kalel, Ralph. A gift to you. That gave our whole household a, a big laugh. Thanks to both of you. Great relaxing weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ralph. Thank you, Ralph. Ralph, whatever you're calling yourself. Critical Bill. I, I love when I I love knowing that people are at home and they're having a they're having a uh, a good time and cracking up sometimes and and that's the that's the best. I never know what's gonna hit too, because I know some of you live for the little comments that almost are undetectable, and I know that others are a little bit more slapstick with your humor, and then um, I I. It's just nice. I like hearing all the all the feedback that comes in. Critical Bill says, Hey, Frank, I have to say, with regard to this whole Russia World War III thing, even if people just want to give Putin something to think about, don't be surprised when World War III happens because you should know better than to send people like me. 
What did people think was gonna happen? Uh, oh, it's the first, uh, first fucking. What is he, a president or a prime minister or whatever that came before Congress since Churchill? Churchill did that. World War II happened a few months after. What people think is going to happen is history is just repeating itself. It's definitely preordained, it seems. I want to thank Garland. Oh, here we go. This is from Lightning in a Bottle on Rockfin. It says, garlic bread dipped in chocolate fondue will make will change your life. As weird as it sounds. Garlic bread dipped in chocolate fondue. Yeah, some of this shit sounds weird, but I don't know. That sounds like it wouldn't be that bad. Well, chocolate on bread—that's not bad. If you think you think about you think about taking something like Nutella, I know that it's hazelnut, but it's very chocolatey. And you 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 never spread Nutella on a piece of bread and just had it like that. I don't really eat Nutella like that. I I mean I I'd have it wouldn't peanut butter. Peanut butter and Nutella. I it's, never had peanut butter and Nutella. Oh, you put that together. Yeah. It's it's something else. It's better than peanut butter and fluffernutter. My mother used to, used to make peanut butter and fluffernutter sandwiches every once in a while, and it was a no, It was something where I would get craving for every once in a while. I'd ask for it, and halfway through the sandwich, I'd be like, okay, it's just too much. Well, it, what is that, marshmallow? Yeah. It, is, it's uh, just too, it was just so sweet, and I just, you know... Peanut butter and banana, that is a that is a filling sandwich and pretty That's, good for you. Uh, what Elvis Presley liked, right? Fried yeah. peanut butter and banana. I never did the fried. But peanut butter and banana is a good combination. But again, thick. You need to, you need to be drinking like milk or something along with it to to not have your entire mouth get cemented shut. That's the best though. And then you have like a nice cold glass of milk. Yeah. Right there to open your throat back up. It's good. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Over on Rumble, we have a, a Rumble rant over there. From Cat Sky D says, We lived near a gun range when I was a kid, and the sounds of the shots were lengthy echoes instead of loud pops. So soothing. My sister and I miss that sound. See, those are what I'm ta- that's what I'm talking about, Matt. That is an, a nice sound. Distant sound of gunfire. I miss not hearing foreign carnival music all the time. Sounds like something I would say. I uh <laughs> who is that from? No, that's me. Oh, I'm just I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's it's just me. Or, you know, I, I you know what I miss? I miss the sound of silence after 9 p.m. in a neighborhood. And I'm not saying that everybody's sleeping, but I miss the sound of nothing after 9:30, 10 p.m. I where, know what you mean. Where it's, it's it, you get your especially in the, in the summertime you get your crickets, but you also I hear love the crickets, the murmur of adult company. Yeah, I was gonna say that you're the like the hue or whatever of the the cars and everything and downtown over here and 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 also like people in their backyards on their patios having conversations laughing a little bit but it's it's not screeching yeah. it's not children children don't go to bed anymore they don't just they don't go to bed anymore i, I mean they're they're still the, the people in the back they're still their little girls are still screaming bloody murder until 11 o'clock in the summertime outside screaming bloody murder and they have this sound system going I, I, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not an old man. I'm not a prude. It's just. Oh, I I'm annoyed by that shit. Like, dude, I live. Always uh, been. 
Always been. Those apartment buildings over there on University Place. Yeah. Sometimes during the summer, like, music be blasting like 10, 30, 11. It just doesn't make any sense anymore. Nothing makes any sense. You know, we got a, uh, I, got a, I got a friend uh, hopping in with us right now, Timothy Gordon. Tim, how you doing? Yo, Frank. I'm great. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Uh, did I, I've introduced you to my buddy Matt before, right? What's up? I think yeah. once. Yeah. yeah. What's you up, think Matt? so. What's going on, man? You, how are you? You guys have all been together. That's not Jay Dyer. That's, that's Timothy Gordon. Actually, Tim, you, me, I was, I was talking with Jay, uh, Jay Dyer last night on the show, so we're still going to be doing this uh, February 2nd uh, broadcast together, it seems. Yeah, that's right. That's that's going to be really, really awesome on uh, what's really, really up with the deep state and all that. I can't wait. We did a little bit on that last. I'm sure that some of the things that popped up last night will pop up with us. But speaking of deep state, um, since we are at the last the last week coming up on this on this book club, I wanted to bring you back on just to talk about the world at large and how quickly it's starting to spin or spin in a new direction, it seems, because and there's there's something inextricably linked with all of our book club picks because when we were reading Windswept House, I feel like we were getting blueprints for a new world order and a and a merger plan between deep state, deep church, the EU, what was going on with the American intelligence uh, services, with the NSA and CIA. That that was all in Windswept House. We're seeing all of this stuff really start to coalesce around a central theme of consolidating the world and uh, and really secularizing it all. And now, here we are, 30-some-odd years later, almost 40 years later, and uh, we're reading The Great Divorce, and I feel like it's it's almost like encouraging us to really take take note of, uh, of and, and, and shore up the soul and try to strengthen your spirit because, um, boy, oh, boy, I think the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, it's unbelievable what has coalesced since December the 31st, 2022, when, when, when Benedict died. I mean, you, you've had, not that that's a suspicious death, that was an elderly pontiff, but you've had two eye-raising deaths of high-ranking members of the good guys in the church, Cardinal Pell, the late Cardinal George Pell, and the late George Newmeyer, who was one of the first ones, some say the first ones, to break the McCarrick story, and both of those are wholly unexpected deaths, and George Newmeyer tweeted two and a half weeks, three weeks before he died, uh, I might get murdered for this. I'm doing investigation. So there, there's been a lot, and you couple that with the news in the secular world, and it feels like we're living out windswept house, and it was supposed to be a, a, a faction novel anyway, fact fiction, so it all makes sense to me. Yeah, no, it does, and it just feels so quick, so quick. Like I said, you know, Friday night, maybe I just have to put my foot down from here on in and make sure that Friday nights stay exactly as as loose and airy as I usually ex- uh, expect them to be. But before coming on out, we have one video after another, the Pelosi thing. There's there's so many things that are just you get hit with a one-two punch. I feel like every couple of hours now, and. Uh, I just don't, um, I just got to try to simplify. I think that's the big thing. That's the real big thing is simplification going into the new year because uh, sophistication is definitely not going to make things any easier. No, I mean, it's, right, I mean, 
mysticism, martyrdom, and monasticism are three fundamental aspects of being a Christian. And one's reminded of that in the new year when you're trying to simplify. It's like these are not three special muscular modes of Christianity. We should all expect, at least in the white form of the term, not the red form of the term, to be martyrs, mystics, and and monks. And um, boy, you watch that Paul Pelosi tape, and we all knew what was up more or less anyway, but that that was a little gnarly to watch. And I... Michael Knowles tweeted, you know, well, the cops didn't want this to come out. They're so incompetent, but really, really aggressive. I wasn't, I didn't think that the amount of hammering going on, no pun intended, in the Pelosi household that night was as hardcore as as what we saw on screen. It's all just surreal at this point. It's it's weird. It's, uh, Matt, when you see things like that, do you remember a time that we... I mean, this is, I feel like we're in a freak show, and it, I don't know, it's it, it's just so freakish what we see every day. Uh, things that we would talk about happening, even if, the, you know, there's always tragedies, people are always getting assaulted, people are always being assholes to each other, but they were almost, I think it was more so a private affair, very rarely would things be caught on tape. Now, obviously, there's there's cameras all over the place now, but there, I, I, there's so much mental illness that is undiagnosed in the world because there's no need to diagnose it anymore. Mental illness, you put it in your, your Twitter, Twitter bio. Whatever your your illness is, you put it in your bio now. It's, it's, a, it's a chevron that you can wear on your arm. It's something to be proud of. And so at the same time, things that are going untreated, undiagnosed, people should be institutionalized. They are, they're given agency in, in, a, in a free society, and it's causing so much more chaos on top of everything else. So what do you guys think about that? I think there's a lot of undiagnosed psychosis. I think there's a lot of undiagnosed uh, demonic possession. And I, that, that might have been like a quirky thing to say 10 years ago. But uh, exorcists I know are, are confirming it. A lot of what a half-red-pilled man or woman might say, dang, this is un- undiagnosed serious mental issues, is actually un- might be, they might only be half of the way there. Might be undiagnosed uh uh, possession or obsession um, or, or one of the, the lower levels of uh, demonic agency because it's it's that weird like it's that weird how how well, one of these stories uh, let's say 10 of them have broken since New Year's Frank any one of them would have been the biggest story of the year in 1995 or 1999 or 2005 you brought up you brought up uh, Malachi Martin and he uh, he said that in, in many of his interviews, especially the ones with Art Bell, about undiagnosed possession and obsession. And and back in ni- I think in one of his 1997 appearances on Art Bell, he, and he's talking from a standpoint of a resident New Yorker. He lived in Manhattan. That and and he he said that in the last at that point, few years that he believes that demonic possession had gone up nearly 700%. He, he was talking in hundreds of percentage points higher than normal back in the 90s. And obviously, we have not tried to course correct um, at all 
as a culture since then. So I, I think about that, and I think about the more that people are hollowed out, how controllable can they be in really un- unsuspecting ways? It's a it's a sick thing. Now, I, you know, if you think about, um, well, I don't know, comment on that for a little bit because I have more thoughts. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent just now. Well, I mean, I'm expecting, it, you know, you're a New Yorker. If you go to Manhattan and you look at, uh, it, or, or is it D.C.? Where's where's the new statue to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that, the one with the horns? RBG. It, it, it's new. I don't know if it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The, I don't know if it's for horns. her. It, oh, it's the one that they put in there to replace Teddy Roosevelt outside of the museum. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's in New York. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the... Uh, uh, I'm, I didn't know that was replaced. Oh yeah, they, well they they took him down, they took him down. I forgot when uh, they put a shroud over him because they, they oh please don't look don't avert your eyes. They put a shroud over him and then they took him down because he was flanked by Indians, uh, Amer- Native Americans, and of course you couldn't you couldn't see that even though they were they were Native guides and they were working together. He was a white man on a horse towering above them, so it was the power dynamic was off. So now they brought in this 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 weird golden feminist god idol that has no arms the arms look like this weird tangle of of arteries and veins and they, she has the horns of a ram and it, it it's what? so fucked up i gotta i gotta go find it for you yeah it's uh it's nuts yeah, it's satanist no, no doubt no i mean we're, we're one step away from just them in New York City, enshrining fucking Zool on one of these buildings. It's, it's getting really close. It looks like it. Well, you know, that, that kind of thing we were picking up on back in uh, for years now, but especially around the 2016 election, Tim. If you remember, um, that, that arch, uh, the Arch of Palmyra, for, for, uh, or Baal, that was making a tour that was pretty much pit stops all around the the world at that time and then it was in town it was in i think it was in manhattan it was manhattan either for the night that hillary clinton was given the nomination or it was in manhattan for election night it was in manhattan for a very key evening in 2016 which of course was a very big election when it came down to the future of what abortion was going to be and uh, you, you you can't un unmarry those two concepts there hillary clinton a raging abortionist uh margaret sanger award winner who f- praises her like a god um among other people and you have this arch uh recreation of this arch of this very sacred temple for people who were into child sacrifice is in town during the the the, the peak of a very pivotal election that would determine the the lives of potentially millions of children which uh, if there's any one thing any one thing you can never take away from the Donald Trump years is that uh we finally had the courts uh, aligned in a way that that uh, that that did one thing right with the Roe decision it's a big one that was a big one and that arch was going all over the place you want to talk about relics you want to talk about it, 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 there was something else there too what was it there was a Another like a scorpion or something that was outside of the UN. Another weird, another weird um, idol, been popping up all over the place. So, you've seen the. Uh, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this before. You've seen the Paul the Sixth building there in in Rome. I know we've talked about that. That's Vatican II implanted with the serpent, the snake the serpent head. head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 
that's not that subtle and if you look into that artist you know architecture means something and, and it means something um particularly prominent for these folks because it's considered the creme de la creme way to hide in plain sight well you know what i was was so um I was so excited by little tiny Easter eggs that we were finding along the way in Windswept House. When, yeah, we were talking about the Paul VI uh, building, it obviously looks like the, the head of a viper. The inside, no less inconspicuous with the fangs coming down over there. But also in Windswept House was the, was the, uh, the, um, the referencing of that, what is it, the Christ the Redeemer? What, what is it called? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, ugly ass thing um and everybody it's a, it's supposed to depict jesus christ at, at a time of nuclear holocaust or something like that it, it's so creepy and and, I, and i'm glad that they brought that up so that's obviously been a plant for a long long time too because it feels unnatural there's nothing beautiful about it there is nothing inspiring about it it uh it, i don't i would never want to be in 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 the same room alone with it that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but there's there's so much so much that seems to just be been planted in in our in subconsciously all around us. Yeah, man, and I mean like in my space, what I'm constantly fighting against are, are folks that say, hey, you know, clearly this is all Masonic, and I'm like, yeah, clearly. But it's the question is not for tonight, but it's a, a genetic fallacy thing. It's like, is this Masonic? Did something happen in the middle of the 20th century? That's that's what I say. That that fundamentally changed the trajectory and even the teleology of America as we know it. I I say so. And there there's some proof texts I use regularly, knowing knowing the history of the Supreme Court rather well. Uh, they supply proof texts. Or is this something that's that's truly genetic? It goes all the way back to the beginning of America. And I, so I'm always getting into that when, when like the M word or the I word, you know, the Illuminati stuff comes up. It's like, well, look, I'm not a normie here, but this is a mid 20th century uh, changing of horses midstream for our country. And it seems to be particularly, you know, a, a particularly strong equipoise there in the Northeast, in the Northeastern cities, which are the real American cities of power, really. I, you know. I'm an Angelino. I was born in Los Angeles. That's not one of the real American cities. It's uh, Boston, New York, Washington D.C. These are the real positions of power in our country, and and there's there's Easter eggs uh, in those cities, including Chicago. So you, is, you know what yeah. I I think is is definitely worth considering uh, in Ghostbusters. You know Dana's Dana's building where actually Zool is is hanging out. Well, yep. that that is where they actually go into the deep. What what could be going on here when they're doing their their paranormal investigation, and they start realizing that this was a central juncture for some kind of a energy meridian, a portal, something how the some uh, way that the Earth at that point was supercharged with some kind of energy. There was something special about it, just like you hear. These places that there's a lot of a lot of strange activity, dimension bending activity around places where there are large deposits of quartz crystals. Who knows? And they said that this these buildings, or at least this building, was built in a very 
specific spot where the building itself actually became a mechanism for supercharging whatever was was there naturally living in the earth and could be used as a conduit to charge another kind of operation that could go and and you know commune with other worlds and and bring entities here and back and all that stuff well we know that we have had freemason types building entire cities including washington dc uh to exact specifications that that make make it seem like the entire city is a set up like a ouija board so it's it, it's these types of considerations have always been there to to you know where are we building a city where are we building certain um certain buildings and and um and and what are the dual use there's everybody talks about dual use dual purpose of putting a satellite up into orbit or something what's the commercial use and what's the military use well there's probably three uses a third use that we we don't hear about a lot that's considered it has to be a spiritual use there's got to be something there that links the spirit world and us in in those types of structures and i can't help but consider that when we talk about it did you know there's a real evo shandor society you can you can go see no i didn't know that it's the like I mean, who knows? This is how the left plays the normies and, and keeps them away from from red pilling too hard. They you know they might create the Evo Shandor Society on Facebook and it's a joke and they want to bring Evo Shandor's vision into a reality. I was just looking at it here, uh, or or it's like a real thing and Evo Shandor is a factional character, a la. Maliki Martin, who is based on some very real historical inspiration with a lot of this weird shit happening in the 1930s and 1940s that led to the realization of this stuff. I never thought we'd, we'd have so many Ghostbusters 1 references in one night, but... That's a very important movie. It, it is. is. Yeah. I mean, that, that, movie is, that movie is awesome. Uh, it, it's pretty based. And uh, there's... Th- th- I mean, there's just one of those things. I, I like it. And I know a lot of people. Too. I don't know anybody who doesn't like it, to be honest. I don't either. The APA guy's an asshole. You got to love that, right? Yeah, even even to the normies, they know it's kind of kind of right leaning. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't help it back then. G- great soundtrack. Um, yeah. The the talk between Ray and Winston going over <clears> the <throat> bridge when they start bringing up revelations. That yeah. is a. That is a gr- that That's is not know, for kids. No, it's not for kids. You know, whenever whenever that 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 would start. First of all, I would be I would always get like spooked out because yeah. here they are are in this car. It's nighttime. All you got in the in the car is uh, the glow of all the gadgetry in front of them. That's just lighting their face. Obviously, they had a rough night. They're hunting ghosts. That's their job. Ray is kind of puffing on a cigarette, and they're going back and forth. And they realize that they are not just cleaning up. You know, they're not laying rat traps down. That there's something big going on, and they're in the middle of it. And it is of, you know, titanic proportions there. The spirit world is being set loose onto the earth. Why the hell is that? And what are what, what are we in the middle of? And uh, I think that we're having a lot of those conversations these days in our own way, don't you think? Yeah, we we are. And you, what I what I always appreciated about that scene, I have it on on my phone here because there's some key lines. But what I always loved about that scene, Frank and Matt, is who has the last word? It's Winston, the religious man. I always think of um, in I think it's Stranger Things too, 
the the black kid doesn't want to be Winston. He's like, oh, you're you're gonna make me dress as Winston just because he's black. It's like Winston's based, bro. Yeah, yeah, he came along lately, but he was the he was the religious man. He's the one that sees what's really up. I I, I like how he has the last word in that sequence. I've got I've got goes I got the uh, I have it right here. I'm gonna have to watch it tonight now. No, it's 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 too <laughs> good. Good shit. It's too yeah. good. Uh, let me. Yeah, I'm gonna put it up on screen. I'm just gonna plop it right in front of us. Hold on a second. Pause. Let's see. This is gonna get t- get us taken down from YouTube, but I, I don't even care. Did you see the <laughs> third one? What? The third one? No. The new one? Oh no! Wait, wait. The new one that just came out with yeah. like Paul Rudd? Yeah. I, right. No, I didn't yeah. see it. I gotta see it. I have to see it. Um, let's see. Here we go. Harry, do you believe in God? Never met him. Well, I do. And I love Jesus' style, you know. <laughs> this roof cap is made of a magnesium tungsten alloy. What are you so involved with that? These are the blueprints for the structural ironwork in Dana Barrett's apartment building, and they're very, very strange. Hey, Ray, do you remember something in the Bible about the last days when the dead would rise from the grave? I remember Revelation 7:12, And I looked... As he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as black as sackcloth, and the moon became as blood. And the seas boiled, and the skies fell. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Every ancient religion has its own myth about the end of the world. Myth? Ray, has it ever occurred to you that maybe the reason we've been so busy... Oh, no! No, you idiot! Frank and the moon became as blood. Every ancient religion has its own myth about the end of the world. Myth. Ray, has it ever occurred to you that maybe the reason we've been so busy lately is because the dead have been rising from the grave? How about a little music? Mm. Yeah. 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 Space. Damn right. And then I told you, the soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. Yeah, so funky, man. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, and that's how, yeah, all the evil is spreading. So we're, I, I, th- I think we have those I, moments. I, yeah. I like the idea of like, hey, I mean, guys like us could say this. You know, Have you ever thought of the fact that the reason we're so busy lately? I mean, like, I could do two shows a day now just on stuff that's happened even if I'm just sticking to church news, which I don't always stuff that was happening the month before Benedict 16 died. And it's like, every, everything's just coming apart at the seams. The center cannot hold. It, it, it feels like, and I, I feel like I'm glad you brought up this, this particular aspect of, uh, Zool, because this is the most important conversation in the movie, actually. And then you, well, and then you have Gozer. It's really, it's really Gozer the Gozerian. Goes and, goes there. And, and what yeah. do you get? What do you get? You have the, you get the the choice to pick the form of your own destructor, and boy, are we making choices? We make choices. <laughs> we are making hard choices. Choose the form of your destructor, and it, yeah, that's. I think it's it's really really prophetic kind of a thing there, and yeah, go ahead. No, it's funny. I uh, <laughs> we were just talking today. We're 
my wife and I were talking about uh, the the newest baby who looks often like like Stay Puffed when she smiles. It's a it's a devilish grin. It's kind of menacing, but <laughs> I've got a big goofy smile on my face just because it's it's funny the way these uh, conversations have been coalescing. It's, it's a great movie and, and strangely prophetic. I wish I, you know maybe maybe I can I'll put that on find a way to get that on the network this weekend maybe on Friday Saturday or Sunday night Sunday night who knows after I go live on Saturday or Sunday night it doesn't matter but it's true I feel like I could do multiple shows a day if I had to and it would probably clear up a lot of the log jam of the things that I want to talk about and what is getting in the way of programming I got to I got to figure something out because it's just it's just too much and I I it, it's all testament to how quickly things are accelerating because you need to do follow-ups and follow-ups and follow-ups, and it's all, it's not frivolous information anymore. Anything could be the domino. Anything that could be the domino, and it could start in any direction. It's just, you're just wondering when the shoe's gonna drop. As you said, there's so many different types of, uh, so many different types of, of plots that are, are developing at the same time. I, I, anything that comes out of the Vatican is really interesting to me just because of how much history is there, how much history is locked away, how much knowledge on human... It, there's just so much out there. You know, you, you think about all of the, the secrets of the United States government being splayed out onto a table. The Vatican is so much older than the U.S. You know, it's... We're talking about... I mean, that is heavy. So... I was hoping that it, you know, when there was a posthumous, I heard about a, a posthumous book being written by, by Benedict to be, you know, I was hoping that he just laid waste to everybody. I heard that he kind of, I don't know what, you, what you've read so far. How bad is it? I've heard about, you know, exposing that, that the seminaries in the U.S. are pretty much just gay, gay clubs at this point and, uh, and other things that don't really surprise us because we see the, the proof is in the pudding. But... What else? Is there anything like big, big time? Well, it was frustrating because Benedict, as he's done over the last decade, he he once again took a final moment to punctuate that he wasn't forced out, though at one point he uses the expression, fellow German bishops who hate him, who are the most liberal in Christendom, let alone just Roman Catholicism, the liberal... German bishops are the worst, that they, um, if they found anyone reading his books in the seminary, those people would be expelled, and that he would hear a murderous clamor uh, uh, unleashed from their throats. I mean, a murderous clamor when you already know that people out there, the faithful, uh, you know, the census fidelium, think that you were threatened to, to, to be released. I mean, remember everyone, the day before his retirement on February the 10th, February the 11th, Swift Five, the Swift Five monetary system with the Vatican Bank completely froze them, froze all assets in all of the Vatican. That's very, very strange. I was I, I talked recently about this Netflix documentary, which is just the same thing they did with Jeffrey Epstein. They released a documentary called Filthy Rich and one about Madeleine McCann. All mm. of it's this potentially pedo sex magic sex trafficking stuff that the elites are engaged in and in each of the three cases up to and i i think including the vatican girl documentary what they're doing is there is is to the word just the watering down 
for the normies that is described in a sequence in Stranger Things between um, Murray and Nancy when like they're trying to figure out how do you how do you water down a story that the normies aren't going to accept that they'll be afraid of and it's like Murray says it we'll we'll release it something scary but familiar something scary but familiar and that's that's what Netflix does in all of these you know looks a lot like elitist pedo sex magic stuff that that now we know they did I didn't know it before Marina Abramovich 2016 election cycle but it's really weird and at the same time they do it perfectly to get out ahead of the story they release something scary okay Epstein was a scary guy he had a weird island but Netflix doesn't talk about his his satanic temple on his island that the FBI went in and clobbered before, before taking any evidence same thing with Madeleine McCann same thing with the Vatican Girl documentary you've got uh, Italian intel higher up saying that the NSA helped to perhaps force Benedict's retirement. Yep. You have the Podesta brothers having uh, a Catholic springtime in the church and the Obama White House wanting to force something like and not, retirement. And not only that, not only that, not only that, but while they were setting up the Catholic spring, they were already running Arab spring and destroying North Africa. Uh, setting up the Benghazi and everything else to fall in, in that way. And they were also laying down the groundwork for splitting apart the Orthodox Church in, in, in uh, Ukraine and, and trying to drive a wedge out there with the Russians and all that, too. So they were, they were destroying and diluting faith uh, across the board and also diluting any kind of social cohesion in these parts of the world which obviously need to be melted into a one world global conglomerate that they keep talking about more and more proudly so it, it, it again and, and to add to your list of things i'll just keep saying it again because at first it was uh, easily dismissed but i don't think that any of malachi martin's you know uh pleading with the world to listen to him him, uh, it, it, from a spiritual standpoint and a geopolitical standpoint, him, uh, people like uh, Father Amorth or any other ex exorcist, OG exorcist type, those are really awesome insight into how things are getting worse and how how overwhelmed the the supposed shepherds and stewards of, of the faithful are being now, that there's really no way to fight off the, the, the demonic hordes. Um, oh, man, there's just so much. There's so much. That's why I said last night, full-spectrum dominance. When you talk about full-spectrum dominance, a lot of people stop at cyber. You know, they, they go air, land, sea, cyberspace, and then, you know, the space, high Earth orbit. But nobody ever really talks about, again, full-spectrum, one of those spectrums being, again, the spirit world and, and how we are spiritual beings. That, that so much of us, that, that makes us, us, is this energetic resonance here that can also be screwed with, can be, can be turned against us, can be sabotaged. It's all part of it. Uh, that's where we get our fighting spirit. That's where we are able to keep strong connections to our intuition. They're cutting all of that. It's almost like cutting before you invade someplace, you find a way to jam communications and cut communication. They're doing that for us with our internal barometer too. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, I know you know this, but Malachi Martin had a, a term for this. It's why it's all converging. It's why we're so busy lately. It's called the quickening. 
and and I, I mean any of these stories could keep someone busy for a couple of days doing a show and a follow-up show it's not a coincidence there's an incredible quickening of news even the Demar Hamlin stuff you were talking about the other night this is absolutely right out there in everyone's face and whether irrespective of what the truth ends up being that's odd that's really really odd and we've forgotten because there have been eight news stories that have happened in between then and now, you know, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, to eight, 10, 12 stories that are all really, really odd. We're basically already off of COVID. That's what Russia, Ukraine did. So it's the quickening, the quickening that, that um, we were told to look for. And um, Ray and, and, and Winston, they dialed it up when they said, look to the book of Revelation. The quickening is how you know the sign of the times. No doubt. No doubt. Matt, you think, uh, would you ever do any ghost busting if that was real and you can go out there and you can trap it? Yeah. But, you know, ghosts, demons, that could be really scary to face. That's a lot different than raccoons. and. I. What do you think I went to all those places I went to for? That's true. You went right into those. You know, um, uh, Tim, uh, Matt over here, along with my buddy Mike and a few of our other friends, they had started a, a ghost hunting society over here and they were they were investigating old dilapidated mental hospitals and and uh and things like that and seemed pretty comfortable being in those spaces it's weird yeah, well my, my house i grew up in was uh had weird stuff going on in it so that stuff doesn't really scare me did you ever say prayers before you went into a place like that no did no. you ever I never was really a prayer guy, but, you know, I know that God's with me. My family has always been very holy. You know, I, you know, Matt, uh, Matt, uh, I should say, um, Tim, Matt's cousin is the one who baptized Aurora. Yeah. Actually, oh. he'll be, oh. He'll. I'm going to see, I'm pretty sure he'll come in uh, that Friday if you, when if he's he, baptizing my, my niece. Him and my brother will be down here. If your cousin comes on the air that Friday night, what would it be? Like, it's February 9th, 10th? It's the 11th. I think the baptism's on, what, a Saturday usually? Or Sunday? Saturday. Ours was a Saturday. I think it's the 11th, so the 10th. Well, it's cool. if he comes in, that, that'd I'll be fun. I'll ask him. I'll let you know in a couple of days, so this way you can think of some questions. And I'd want him to tell that, that demonic possession story he told us. Oh, uh, the one uh, in Australia? No, it was in, it sounded like, I think he said it was in the UK. Oh, okay, yeah. Somewhere yeah. out there. Is he an exorcist? He's, no, 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 he's, he's not. A, he's a friar. Oh, he's a friar and a priest, so he wears the friar robe. You know how he was wearing that? Yeah. Underneath that, he's wearing his priest outfit. What does so that mean? So if it's 100 degrees out, he's wearing that. What, what is the what is the, the, the robe about, uh, Tim? Can uh, you tell us? Is it, that Dominican? What is that? Friars, I think they like Franciscan. They're like the poorest of the of the of the poor, or something like that. So that's what that is like. They just wear cloth with a with a, a rope belt. Yeah, it means he, he's a mendicant of some sort, which is uh, the two best known mendicant orders are Dominican and Franciscan. Mm -hmm. I used to, like not all priests take the vow of poverty. It's extra yeah. base to take the vow of poverty. Not all priests are religious orders. So. Um, and not all religious orders are mendicant. So the, the Dominicans, the black robes, 
they're my people. Uh, the Franciscans. Yeah. yeah. They're very, very base. You know what order he is? Franciscan. Franciscan. Yeah. It's oh, his, he's Franciscan. What, yeah, he's Padre Pio. Is his, uh, yeah. Oh. He's, that's awesome. It's been a long time now. He's well, been doing that. Well, hopefully he'll come by. That'll be that'll be a fun one. Yeah, Tim, this was fun to have these little uh, a little uh, Friday night stop by and chit chat. We got to do this again soon, my friend. But I, it sounds like we're going to be doing a little bit more of a, a longer a longer show uh, in a, a group setting on the second. So I'm looking forward to that. Let everybody know how to find you from now until then. Cool. Thanks, and and good good hanging out with you again, Matt. Uh, everyone, go to timothyjgordon.com, and we have lots of stuff there, including. Uh, based material for for homeschooling classical homeschooling teach a kid latin uh real euro history which is the history of the church stuff like that and uh check me out on youtube timothy gordon you're doing you well what's you're Thanks. doing well man i love all the updates i'm i'm happy when i can finally uh when i can actually catch you live when you're doing a special uh special broadcast of some that you've been doing great interviews with guests lately so keep it up talk to you soon and thanks for everything with book club people are really enjoying it again so much fun god bless both you guys and have a great friday night you too good night man have a wonderful evening there he here he goes there he goes now he's off to be the commissioner of uh, gotham city commissioner tim gordon Oh yes, <laughs> Tim, I didn't even. That's think his that. nickname now. He's the commissioner. Yes, the commish. And you know what I was thinking about? I didn't want. I didn't want to interrupt it because it was it had really. It was just you know. But when you're talking about all the the symbols or whatever, I always think about Trump with that snake when he hisses at, at the media. <laughs> Oh, the, he hissed at the media quite a bit. Yeah, well, had, he had the snake thing. He had the uh, the staff, and it had the, the, the cobra head on it. Right, I remember that. Well, this was the, hold on, where, where is it? Uh, was it Passover or Easter or something? Trying to see. Donald Trump hisses. <laughs> Donald Trump hisses at reporters. This was a... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, God, I miss him. This is when I knew that this, okay, this is something. This is something special with this guy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You say, have you noticed this? It's like, wow. One more time. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but he was saying thank you, I think. Right. But yeah, no, he really hissed that one time with his. He really like did a, a real snake hiss. It was a real snake hiss back then. You remember when uh, when he was who was he? What was he? I think when he was getting Kavanaugh in, and he would tick you, tick you. <laughs> yeah, he he's thinking. like just <laughs> Justice uh, Sotomayor, tick you. <laughs> Justice Gorsuch, tick you. Justice Roberts. So he went around, ran around the horn. That was that when they were confirming the swearing in Kavanaugh. He first thanked all the other justices that attended. And he was very reverent with his thank yous. He would thank you. <laughs> so we've been thanking each other like that since then for years now. Can't believe that even Kavanaugh was years and years ago at this point. Six? No, how long ago? It wasn't six years. Four? I think like three or four years. Four years now? Dang. My gosh telling me 
All right. Uh, it's 8.53. Let's go to some super chats. Let's see how everybody's doing. First one up. Where are we at? Where are we at? Here we go. Okay. I have been completely blown away now by Red Dragonfly222. I don't even know how to thank Red Dragonfly222 for this, this generosity over here in, uh, in Rumble. Said Frank, I love being here in your space. Thanks for all you do. I'm I'm so grateful for you and everybody else out there. I'll keep telling you. I'll keep trying to struggle. I'll struggle to find new ways of saying it. Tonight's tonight's show is what I really love being able to do at the end of a long week of work. Just kind of do things a little bit random and really laid back. Get as less serious as you can, but you never get too goofy. We started off nice. I got it. I it was so so long since I thought about things like Larry Megan and all that. That's great to introduce you to those those people, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard of them before, but thank you, Red Dragonfly two two two. Pretty much sponsored the show tonight. And over on Foxhole, I have a little bit over here for after show. Abe just said, "All right, after the show kicks off with the last episode, the last episode with Andrew Basiago." That is going to be starting right after this. So at 9 o'clock p.m. right afterwards, the, the first episode with Andrew Bashago is going to be on. And it's going to be followed by a pretty epic night of clips and videos. So that is going to be the weekend roundup. And that will lead you right into the jaws of the Saturday night show tomorrow night. It's going to be great. Sean Joe, thank you so much. Uncensored Abe, great to have you out there. Uber Viking, hey Frank, my mom is still laughing over you referring to me as her son. Apparently my name is now Christopher. So are you not are you not your mother's son? I've Are you not? What's going on here? Porpoiseful, thank you. Robert Sarns is cool shirt. Asked Matt if he has any interest uh trapping uh, any interesting trapping tales. Any interesting trapping tales as of as of late, aside from your Fisher Cat story from years ago? Yeah, nah. Everything's been quiet and normal. Any dead deer to use as a punching bag? Actually, no, because we that contract's over, bro. Fucking picked up seventy something deer for that fucking town last year. It fucking wasn't worth it. What ha- seven? Are they all car accidents? Uh, yeah. Yeah, cause it's not. It, I or think some it, people kill deer sometimes. So they just show. So some of them are shot dead, and they just run and end up dead in the street. Wow, seventy deer around here. I think it was like seventy-three. J Bell, thank you. Donkey Punch says, "Aunt, do you identify as a Spanish conquistador or a cat?" Should have asked him. Probably the conquistador. No, no, actually, probably the cat. Probably the cat. Who's that? Uh, donkey, talk about Anthony, about being a cat. Let's see here. Jay, you know, last night we had I had Jay Dyer on the show, and before the show I put out a tweet asking anybody, hey, if there's anything you'd like to hear come up in conversation, put some themes and some questions in the comments below. So, of course, someone said, can you ask, uh, ask Jay whether or not uh, he is a cat? <laughs> and I said, I didn't even respond to it, but I just smiled and said, no, don't start this. Don't start this. Because, you know, that depending on who we want to do that to, 
all we have to do now is ask somebody some kind of a casual question. If we talk about paranormal stuff or anything. So any kind of casual question, what do you think about cat people? <laughs> because depending on what they answer to that, they're done forever. This audience, this audience will not let it go. It's, it's, it's over. Especially if they think, no, it's... Or if they don't answer, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Timothy Alberino, he's got a, he's got a, a second reputation, almost as big as his first. <laughs> All right, let's see. Ranger L. Pelosi video looks like Reno 911 rehearsal. Seems <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, I started thinking to myself, you know, this camera footage kind of seems shitty and they could have deep faked Pelosi's face onto this guy you don't actually ever see the hammer come down on his head you see a wild haymaker swing over the top and then they're both mm. you know you just don't know you just don't know I don't believe anything anymore but um, but yeah L. Lisa Wareham says I miss the sound of the Goodyear blimp flying around in the summer that, yeah, that doesn't happen yeah, anymore. Yeah, I remember that. I haven't. Well, seen we it. get that because of the um, Westchester Country the Club, the U.S. whatever open or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but yeah, whatever they play at the Country Club, they used to have the Buick open. That's why it was so often. They used to have that, and there was another couple tournaments over here in the summer at the Westchester Country Club yeah. for golf. Yeah, they don't have the Buick open anymore. I remember we we would get blimps. But I, they're not they're not unheard of anymore. I just don't see them as yeah. much. And what they do is a lot of blimps around here. They uh, they they juke people out as being a UFO. Like especially when they're a little bit farther off in the back uh, yeah. in, the, in the background and at night, because what they have now done is on the side of the blimp, on the blimp itself, the actual balloon end of it, they have installed these gigantic LCD like teletron screens. And they run digital ads across them like a moving billboard in the sky. That's huge. Mm. And sometimes you know they'll switch it out. Sometimes it won't be moving image. But because but at night when all you see is this kind of like rectangular thing, and you can't make out the rest of the blimp, a, lo a lot of people when they started rolling these things out, this fleet of blimps, they were reporting unidentified you know alien craft. Because usually a blimp wouldn't be flying at night. There's no point. But when you can put a a Megatron on it. Megatron. Oh, uh, let's see. Ginger. Thank you so much. Ginger45. Dagny. Says, Frank, you have been on fire lately. Your show keeps me sane and laughing. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. It's great to have you out there. The whole family. River Pike, thank you for the cookies. Thank you, Sean Joe. Joey Shotgun says, another great week, fellas. Enjoy your coming weekend. Pam D., Thank you. Thank you again, Joey. And Keith says, Happy Friday, Frank, Matt, and the Franklies. Well, uh, that is all I have for you right now, ladies and gents. It's time to pass you off into the loving arms of our weekend programming on QuiteFrankly.tv. It's going to start off with a prerequisite broadcast that everybody at least needs to watch once before we do tomorrow night because this is, uh, yeah, there will be some nutshelling, there will be some remindering, uh, reminding, and there will be some refreshing, but we're not going to go from soup to nuts 
like we did in this first broadcast. There's going to be a lot more follow-up questions about other times that, that Andrew Bishago has traveled to, the effects of time travel. I know he lives with some physical uh, health problems, and I want to know if that had any impact on it. Uh, ethics, um, private time travel operations, you know, how easy is it for somebody to do something like this without a government government uh you know uh black budget or something there's a lot i want to do and we'll do it all together but thank you for hanging out with us tonight and i'm uh i'm looking forward to not only tomorrow but the whole next week after that so thank you guys and gals it's been a wonderful ride all right that's it for me and matt over here in the studio matt i hope you have a good one too night francis night everybody I'll catch you on the flip side. Shit. Nope. Can't do that yet. I'm sorry. I There's there's Rockfin tips over here I completely overlooked. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, Rosangela, Rosangela Crispino says, Ciao, Frank and all the Franklies. I have so much to tell you about George, uh, George Pell and the flack I've been experiencing in defending his innocence here in Australia. There is so much division regarding him. Many, many thanks for all of your brilliant shows. That is one, uh, one person I, I would like to know a little bit more about because that is a person that the Vatican threw under the bus and, and leveled with a lot of abuse, uh, abuse accusations. Whereas they like to hide people who are actually doing the abusing, they try to take this guy out with it. So I knew that there has to be just a, a little something that we're, we're not getting a full picture on it. So yeah, we'll do a little bit more of that. Uh, sorry, I didn't want to miss out on any kind of... Sometimes I miss one or two super chats and I always feel like trash about it. So alright, doing it all over again. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before our live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with the big one tonight. Thank you so much, Red Dragonfly two two two. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring this show. This show is brought to you by Red Dragonfly two two two, and all the beneficiary sponsors of the show. Thank. Where the hell is everybody? What did I do? Did I really click them off? I'm sorry. <laughs> It's just time to end the week. Thank you, Sean Haug. Thank you, YouTube Connected. What is this? There's new ones here. The Foghorn Soundwave was a system used by Combo Volunteer Fire Departments. Oh, I see. I need to do this. Where the hell all these comments come from? I have to talk about that one next time I'm on the air. Thank you, Stostube and American Girl and Critical Bill. Until next time. The best and the truest, alas, are the fewest. But be one of these if you can. In duty ne'er fail, you will find twill avail you and bring its reward when a man. Don't think life plain sailing, there's danger of failing, though bright the future seem to be. But bright honor and labor and truth to your neighbor will bear you safe over life's seas. Then up and be doing, right only pursuing, and take your fair part in the strife. 
be honest and true, boys. Whatever you do, boys, let this be your motto through life.